Hello, and welcome to the Astrology Oddcast, a slightly different episode um, today for various reasons. And let's start with the astrology. So today we have Mars and Venus conjunct in Aquarius. Now at the moment, the big, the big thing, one of the big things going on in the sky is the North Node being in Aries, fire sign ruled by Mars, and the South Node being in Libra. Um, which is ruled by Venus. And last night in the Cosmic Club, we had a Q&A and I just picked random topics. And um, last night I actually asked what we're going to be doing next. So we're going to be doing Chiron next. But uh, we did the nodes because people are always interested in the nodes. I love the nodes. I think the, the North Node in your astrology chart, the collective North Node, they are fascinating points. And of course, in Vedic astrology, they call them Rahu and Ketu. And it's a very significant part of Vedic astrology that I'm not going to try and talk about here, but I will be getting a Vedic astrologer on the pod to discuss. And currently we have the North Node in Aries and the South Node in Libra. So the North Node is where we're supposed to be going to, and the South Node is where we're coming from. South Node is an energy that individually in your birth chart or collectively, it's kind of where we're stuck. It's where we're an expert. It's where we know how to be. It's where we, it's, it's, that we go to very easily because we've been there, been there, done that. Better the devil you know. You know, it's it's very easy for us to do that. But the call is always to develop some attributes or some of the themes that are aligned with the North Node. And this week we've had the North Node, the true node, because there's two different ways of calculating the nodes, because a node is actually a point in space that is described by the path of the Earth around the sun and the moon going around the Earth and those two paths crossing. So the, the path of the moon, going around the earth and the path of the earth going around the sun there's two paths obviously but we're, we're we're on a journey across the ecliptic and the moon is always going around the earth and sometimes those two intersects meet and they're the nodes and when it all lines up appropriately when that happens that's when we have eclipses at new and full moons because everything's lined up and therefore the shadows of the earth falls in such a way that or the moon goes in front of the sun and we have a solar eclipse or the shadow of the earth gets in the way of the moon at the full moon and we have a lunar eclipse. So these nodal points are kind of collective synergy points. And if you think about that, if you think about the fact that the shadow is falling and what does the moon represent? And this is what I said last night, the moon in the tarot deck is the collect, you know, memory and subconscious, all things lunar are kind of in the dark a little bit the moon reflects seven percent of the sun's light so it's you see but you don't see clearly but in not seeing clearly you're able to perceive and be able, able to feel some of the undercurrents anyway that's a short <laughs> short explanation of the nodes which I didn't plan on doing but just because I know sometimes people listen they're like what's she on about so that's the nodes and we have the north node in Aries true calculated precisely i.e. the true node it was aligned with as opposed to taking the average of that calculation of paths <laughs> so we had the true node conjunct chiron who is the wounded healer and chiron is difficult to explain honestly i've read so much i'm i'm so fascinated by chiron i have chiron conjunct my ascendant it's a very very important asteroid placement for me and still ironically given that i have chiron in gemini I do find it hard to explain. And the irony being that Chiron is the wounded healer. So I, my healing, the way I work is through Gemini stuff, making a podcast, talking, talking to people one-to-one, -one, writing. Everything I do is Gemini. Every, you know, it's, I'm rising Gemini. It's very much my identity. But Chiron's there. So there's a wound there. There's some 
perhaps because I was very shy when I was young, perhaps because um, spelling, I mean, I, I mean, I can spell, but at school, I was definitely better with numbers. So I always saw myself as a numbers person. I never saw myself as somebody who could write or do creative writing at all. It was always the bane of my life, English, English and French, like languages were just the thing I couldn't do. And so I guess I, it's interesting, isn't it, how we still identify with that, even if perhaps it's just a slow learning. And and also that the way I express myself actually comes with an awareness of people might not understand. So perhaps that's why I am so committed to explaining, explaining, explaining in a way that people can understand because things weren't said to me in a way that I understood, perhaps. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I'll ponder it forever. But Chiron is the wounded healer. So it's it's a sense of unfairness, like where something happens to us and it goes goes beyond like the superficial example I just said, that there is unfairness in the world. And Chiron's orbit is between Saturn and Uranus. And he is somewhere between what is deserved and what is random. As in Saturn is about karma and what is deserved. And Uranus is is about breaking through. And so what do we, what happens? What is unfair? What can we not accept that we must accept? That's really, from my reading of Chiron, kind of the crux of it. What is it in our life that is painful? And, you know, your childhood, I said, I made a reel the other day, but I kind of waffled for the first 30 seconds and people don't watch all of it <laughs> if you waffle at first. But I was trying to get too many points across in one reel, which was silly. But that's really the crux of it. Can you accept what you can't accept? Like, because there's some unfairness and it's not like, oh, well, what goes around comes around. It's this sense of Chiron was a really good man. And he didn't become wise because of his pain. He was already wise. And that, that's Liz Green's main teaching on Chiron that I am so enamored by. Because it explains it. That makes sense to me. Sorry, I, I, <laughs> I was trying to do this in a way that wouldn't need to be edited because I just want to put this out straight away. Um, and that puts me under pressure to think really, really fast. <laughs> People often say when they listen to the podcast, it must be nice for you when you have a guest. Well, like, how do you do it on your own? And I, I, most of the time I find it easy, but there are moments where you just need a few seconds to just stop. Anyway, so that's the crux of it. You know, people that what you'll see on Instagram a lot or what definitely what I used to see was Chiron is wise because he's wounded. You had a shit life, you know, your, your upbringing, your blah, 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 your education. But but because of that, you've you've learned the hard way and now things are good. No, that's Saturn. That's what Saturn does. Saturn is tough lessons, hard one, then you become a master. Chiron is, you're already wicked, you're brilliant, you're great, you're wise, you're kind, you're a doctor, you're a healer, you're a pillar of the community, you are somebody who is always kind, never says anything bad about anyone, looks after everybody, and then they, then you die young, or you, you get an illness, or, or that, something along those lines where it's just like, what, you know, really? And, and it, it's a, just a sense of injustice that can make people rage. And we had Chiron conjunct the North Node this week on Monday. And I was looking at it and I was very, very on the fence. I made my boring reel and I was trying to say, look, we've got the North Node in Aries. We need to get off the fence. And we're very upset about things that aren't fair. And at the same time, Mars is the planet that rules Aries. And Mars is in Aquarius. And Aquarius is the humanitarian. And he is that you know the Aquarius planets are all together Pluto Venus and Mars are together at the moment and today we have the Venus Mars exact and so 
we're very Aquarian in our motivation. We are there battering down the door in Trafalgar Square, protesting, doing the humanitarian thing. And it was kind of crystal clear, really, that what, what I was talking about predominantly is Palestine, Israel, that the conflict that's going on, the people who keep voicing, 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 and then general ambivalence because ambivalence and just being nonplussed or just staying on the fence, not wanting to offend people is very Libra South mode. And I have been there. I have, I am really straddling that opposition and partly because I went so fucking mad over the vaccine and it was a similar, it was a North node in Sag. Was it or South node in Sag? South node in Sag, North node in Gemini. So different axis, but still the air and the fire, the communication and the belief. And once I get fired up, it's it's very consuming and you piss people off and then you get all people's feedback and you get comments and people are in your DMs arguing with you. And I just couldn't be bothered with it because there are, there are, I know people on both sides of the fence and I have, I've spoken about this before. I spoke about it on the podcast with, with Abdul. And I think, you know, I really took my time and I've been measured and you don't want to get involved. And I, I want to be an astrologer because ultimately I do. That There are plenty of people here who need the daily astrology because this the aspects on Monday that I've shared a lot about on Instagram as well, um, in my stories as well as the real, is it was a difficult day for people. And I, I messaged my friend, like, by the way, today's shit. And they were like, yeah, very, very bad day because it was. And I it was for people in a, a way that, well, the replies I had on Instagram, let's, let's read them. Um, cause I did an Instagram sort of, what do you call it? You know, when you ask questions, I, I, I just posted being like, how did you find this week? Because I thought that was a little bit of a shit show. And I got replies saying it was an emotional dumpster fire. It felt like a huge dark night of the soul, which I thought was a really great comment because if the nodes are about collective and if, as I've spoken about before, we are living in a collective soup where what affects me affects you, there is there is a feeling, there is an atmosphere. And what we're seeing more and more of now, Pluto's in Aquarius, is, and, and I saw it on Instagram, I remember, because, you know, people send me stuff, I said, I think we're going to see more people, once Mars moved into Aquarius last week, speaking up about humanitarian issues and being like, how can I just be frivolous when there's this shit happening out there? And that's the conscious bit, but then the unconscious bit when the North Node meets Chiron is all the everything in the atmosphere, the debris coming up where individuals were just feeling that, feeling it in a in an unconscious way, in a sort of Pisces season way, in a very lunar way, given that this is the lunar nodes. And it's like you're having nightmares or premonitions about things and you don't know why because you're connected to something bigger. You're connected to the the consciousness of everything that again, I'm not going to pretend to understand. And I think that's another reason people don't speak up because there's so much we don't understand. There's so much I don't understand about the conflict, about corruption on a global scale, about political leaders and war and us, you know, sending arms here, there and everywhere. I don't know the details. I haven't studied the details. And I, I, with the vaccine, I studied the details. I studied everything. I read everything. And because I had absolute conviction, I spoke up because I knew I knew, I knew intuitively and I knew factually and I continue, I mean, I know a lot of people still get pissed off about this, but the news is coming out and out and out and out and out. So, you know, it the writing was on the wall. And, but with this, I don't know. Uh, I don't know enough, but it's still fucking obvious that uh, 
we could do more. That there is a genocide happening and we're watching it. And I was just talking to my, I just went for a cup of tea like I do next door. And my mate was like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And of course we're seeing it, but of course, but, and as well, like we're not stupid. We, there's other atrocities that aren't mentioned and look at Syria and, and yes, all these things that have happened. And I know that the Zionists are like, oh, well, it's just because of, we're Jews and that's why the world cares because you're a racist. It's well, fucking get a grip, really. I've, and I've, you know, I've got this Zionist mate, had a, not a mate, was a mate who I've been following for years and was like, I don't know what you're on about. And I see that there is complexity and I see that with, with kind of relentless terrorists, what do you do? But never has, and people keep likening this to World War Two as well, but it doesn't seem to be the same bombing, bombing hospitals, bombing civilians, you know, like. Do we need to kind of tiptoe around this? Do we do we need to? And so that's how I saw Monday. That's how I saw this North Node collective thing. Yeah, a, a huge dark night of the soul. Shit day, no power to live, no motivation is what one person wrote. Which again, I, which I thought was really articulate. Really low energy, sad and hopeless, someone wrote. And this, you know, these are people who were not victims. They're not, they're not complaining. I've asked them. I'm like, what was going on? Because I saw it coming on Sunday when I made the reel and you know it, it wasn't about me it's sometimes I get a lot of replies to when I post things people are like you okay <laughs> it'll be it'll get better and I'm like it's not about me I'm an astrologer I'm reading I'm reading what's coming and I'm 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 sharing but I'm not this isn't about me and that's the Gemini I can you know I can be separate from what I'm talking about and I I really value it when sensitive articulate empowered people share like something something they perceived something they perceived and um so here's some other comments of what they perceived absolutely felt it especially with the cancer moon it felt like a preview of an emerging time I keep waking up with major anxiety that I need to jump into a freezing shower and shake it off. I've had a lot of people message saying I woke up with nuts anxiety. And I almost, honestly, I I woke up like bah! on Monday, like, what is this? Panic. And that's not me. You know, I mean, that, that, that doesn't happen anymore. Teenage years, every day I wake up like that. What the fuck is this? Um, so... Yeah, life has ups and downs, but yesterday was an absolute shit show that came from all angles. Now, I'm sharing this because that's us here in the West, living our lives. Most of us who replied are in the West. Not everyone's in England, but, you know, that's how it is. And and then, and then everything is continuing to unfold. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the astrology and I'm looking at Mars and Venus being together on Wednesday and thinking, oh, that, that's going to be better. But I didn't anticipate was that Mars, ruler of the North Node, and Venus, ruler of the South Node, meeting in Aquarius, still empowered by Pluto, was going to flick a switch in me. That was like, done. You know, we need to speak now because, well, that's what it's done. And it's also made me remember that, you know, I've had astrology readings with American astrologers in the past with um, Philip Sedgwick and someone else who I'm not actually going to reveal because I don't need to. Um, and when they look at my charts, I don't say, hi, I'm an astrologer. I, I want a reading with you. I just book it like I'm a normal person and send my date of birth and that's it. And both of them said, you're not an astrologer. You're political. Both of them said that separately. And I was like, what? 
you know, like I'm obviously an astrologist, I'm Uranus, and I've said this before, I think. But it's interesting that the switch being flicked does feel like I've been avoiding saying things because I want to be an astrologer and I am an astrologer and avoiding getting into discourse, honestly, because it it's very time consuming and draining and you, then you're being a, attacked from all angles and everybody thinks they can say what they want and then they f- expect you to respond like, but I just have to get over that, you know, fuck it. If, if that's the way it is. And I guess also the 12th house is very political and I feel very 12th house. I've got, you know, I've got North Node in the 12th with my moon and the 12th house is a, is a space of political, people who are political have lots in the 12th because you're owned by the collective as opposed to being owned by your identity. And my 12th house is being triggered to fuck by all these transits at the minute. And I, it just kind of dawned on me this week. Like everybody says, oh, Jupiter, Uranus is on your moon. Go traveling. And I'm like, I don't feel like that. I don't feel like that's what I should be doing. And and I think I'm unpacking the 12th house more. I'm unpacking the subconscious. But now today I've woken up and I'm like, oh, you know, this is it. Your 12th house has been woken up in this way. The way you, you can just like speak and not care. That's the other thing. You know, the Aquarian side of, Oh, well, you know, we're going to piss some people off. And so there, and and I think that's a balance, you know, of the Mars. And when Mars and Venus are together in the sky, it's generally a good day for being able, people understand that you are expressing your motivation in a way that you don't, you want to try and do it with a Venusian togetherness, that you want to bring things together. So this was a long preamble. What motivated this podcast this morning was the horrendous news of Abdul's mother, brother, niece and nephew being bombed and his family home being bombed in Gaza, Palestine yesterday. And he shared it on Instagram and it, you know, it's, Abdul was on the pod a couple of months ago. I think it was November or December. And, you know, he's so wise and very very against militarization and against war and he even I rang him this morning and we I mean we had an amazing conversation I listened to him basically and then we got like probably I don't know we'd been talking for a bit and then he he's he said this should have been a podcast this conversation because you know I I prompt I ask questions and then he speaks and what he says is so wise and he's so strong obviously he was strong before you know that but his He's in a situation now where he's going to try and get his remaining family out. But the Egyptians charge £7,000 per person or dollars probably. And, the, you know, I'm just, I go into the mode of wanting to help because I just do. Maybe I've got that kind of complex. But I think it's well like he's the eldest sibling. I'm the eldest sibling. And that's why, which largely irrelevant. And a lot of the things I say when I'm talking to Abdul feel so irrelevant but there is that just, I know what he's doing. I know that he's taking everything on and that he's doing everything on his own. And so, and it's a certain character that can wade into that and be like, look, you're grieving and this is shit. But, you know, he's got, he said he's got inundated with people trying to help him and he's, he's learning as well, like to accept help and let the community help, which is his words, um, which again is an Aquarius op- theme where he's trying to been, been trying to do everything on his own and actually people want to help and you guys want to help of course 
And so I'm going to, I mean, it's, what could you do? What do you do? Like, how do you not make this about being, catching a trend? Is it, I, I just find it gross. And I, I think I find that a stumbling block as well, like the stepping into something interesting. I, I, I do find that I'm always wary, wary of that. And like I said, we said, yeah, I don't want to steal Abdul's words because I, I want him to come on the, I want him to say it. So I was going to paraphrase, I kind of want to paraphrase what he was saying about basically this, you know, we could, we could all do more. That's what I feel like now. I feel like I could have done more. I feel like I could have shared the podcast more. I could have been more outspoken. I could be striking. You like Rashi- Rashida, my friend, is going absolutely batshit on Instagram on a daily basis, in a in a way that I respect. Like I really, I feel, but it's consuming. I can see that she's consumed. But you know, if we all did that, if we all did that, things would stop. But we're complacent, and in our complacency, what what is brewing? And, you know, he said, one thing that he said that I will share now, just in case it doesn't come up again, is that, you know, people, everybody cares. Everybody is sad and some people more than others. Uh, recently, I've been having a lot of people saying, I'm just very sad about the state of the world. I'm very sad about Palestine. But a lot of people have said to him now that because we know you, to Abdul, we know you and this has happened to you. What can we do to help? And he's like, isn't it sad that it takes that and he's like I I just I just feel terrible that it's taken his mother being bombed for me to talk about this properly beyond what I did with him you know I did a little bit I'm sharing I'm sharing things in my stories a little bit but I've not maximized my potential um probably you haven't either and um and he said that shows the world that we don't care about something until it's on our doorstep like what what communication you know if everything is a prayer and if everything is invocation we only care about something when it happens to us so what are we telling the universe needs to happen for us to wake up in the same way I've always found it gross that when there's a terrorist attack in Paris or Manchester that everybody's like cares because they're like oh my god I went to Paris last year this is so sad and then when it happens in Africa it's like silence because it's human nature that we care about things that touch us but in this new Aquarian age, we have to be more broader. And I wrote my dissertation on consumerism. And I always remember being very touched by the fact that once people found out sugar was being traded by slaves, they stopped buying it. And that we know that the Nike shoes or our Primark clothes or our Zara clothes or whatever clothes are being made by in shit circumstances and we just keep on buying them because we've become apathetic and maybe that is a symptom of globalization and the world we live in that we have the community is broken down because we don't have community anymore in a strong enough way and that we're just too busy creating identity through what we own or consumerism because consumerism is everything what we look like is everything and and what we own is everything and what but what is the what do we lose and maybe that is also part of a Leo Leo Aquarius opposition. It's just like nobody gives a fuck. And and I po- posted about the Velveteen Rabbit at the weekend. It's like you've got to be real. We've got to be real. We've got to get beyond this shiny, shiny, shiny existence that we have been cultivating. And maybe it's been cultivated because of the the Pluto in Leo 
generations that are above us or may yeah i mean when did consumerism become a thing i should i should re-research that but we're definitely going to move beyond that because we're we've left the the jupiter saturn conjunctions have left earth that's probably part of it you know the the industrial revolution and for the fact 200 years we had jupiter and saturn meeting in earth signs and earth signs is stuff and the material and the tangible and the physical and the sensual and now we have jupiter uranus in air and they met in aquarius at the end of 2020 and air signs aquarius we're, we're not into ownership people aren't going to be cared about who my cousin texted me last week no one cares about owning a house when you got bitcoin and and that's what ivan's always saying as well like you know nobody nobody wants a mortgage the, they wanted a mortgage they wanted to own a house nobody wants a house now because we want freedom because saturn uranus met in saturn jupiter saturn jupiter which you know traditional planets that we can see with the naked eye i saw it through the telescope i can still see it in my mind's eye my uncle's telescope winter solstice 2020 but i was supposed to be in lockdown but I was in the garden of my uncle's looking through the telescope at Jupiter Saturn and it was um zero Aquarius and and now we have Pluto in Aquarius and that's what that's where we're headed one of the many potentials of this Aquarius age um that yeah it's not the age of Aquarius <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah whatever there's, there's a lot of planets in Aquarius Jupiter Saturn uh, and now Pluto sitting on that degree where the Jupiter Saturn met, the, the start of the great mutation, where the great mutation being when Jupiter Saturn meet in a different element. So it was in Earth and now it's in air. Air signs just want movement. They just want to go like here, there, everywhere, ideas. And still we're, we're kind of, I very much um, embroiled in this, living my very Aquarian life in a community and also my Taurus moon wants to be rooted but life is just not looking that way and then the general instability and given that I understand the astrology and what I've been told by financial astrologers was like don't buy a house unless you want to live in it forever because um yeah the property market's not going to be what it was life isn't going to be what it was we know that Uranus moves to Gemini in a few years Saturn Saturn and Neptune will get to zero Aries I have no clue what that is, but the general consensus is mad recession, 2026. And um, yeah, who, who knows? But sort of any assumption that anything that's been a safe bet financially or anything that's always been this way will not always be that way. That's how I sort of have been teetering on the edge of that. And it, it, it fuels instability. And part of me just wants to be like, ah, fuck it, you know? But the other part, and sort of settle down and do all the normy things. But there's this other, there's this other sort of question mark as to like what's coming over the next few years. And yeah, we all got to live somewhere, you know. We all got to live somewhere. But the priorities of society are changing, and that's important because it's the collective that decides what things are valuable. It's the collective that creates a currency. It's collective. It creates house prices. We do it through our belief. When, when, you know, Bitcoin's been such an education for me because it's understanding that it's understanding that the price of Bitcoin rise when the people decide it's valuable and they buy it, and when they freak out and they sell it, it goes. And it's it's as simple as that. And it's the same for everything with with fashion. 
with an expensive coat that everybody wants and sells out or then you know it's in the sale a few months later and we we create the image the identity the branding the the bloggers the influencers we create the value and then it goes then it fades some things hold value and most things don't and it's all about perception and our perception of what is valuable is going to change um yep so there we are this this is sort of where we're at and I've been teetering on the edge of it and again it's also hard to say all that in a fucking reel (laughs) it's really hard to to be um effective and to get points across but you know it's important to be able to do it it's important to be able to do it and I I mean Abdul is nuts brave and nuts strong he's he's he says he's been through this and and he's so wise and you know he also has something that I just I see it you know it's the Capricorn placements in him and that eldest child thing of just and also you know he doesn't nobody wants to be he's just wise he's just very wise and living through something that we can't really comprehend that we're all trying to comprehend um and we all I don't know that everybody wants to help most of you people are people have been um really outspoken and but we need he needs to kind of now show us how not needs to but I think he's going to and explain and and how again this this collective soup and something that we've been doing a lot as well I'm pleased to say in the cosmic club and in play your ace is like right how can we be nicer how can how can we activate this Aquarius energy and do things like talk to our neighbors that we generally ignore because we can't be asked to talk to them and how how can we contribute to this soup in a in an antidote to the negativity how can we really see how we are every energetic imprint every move everything we say everything we do every bit of rage every bit of anything is contributing to something bigger because it's it really is impersonal it is aquarian and the collective north node in aries conjunct chiron is calling us to value ourselves as well and i think that's the other part of it and is people sometimes don't know that they can matter and that maybe the conditioning over the years of into the idea that we don't matter or people don't matter dilutes and 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 stops people doing things and and people lack confidence and and that's all south node in aries like being indecisive or i'm not sure you know south node in libra sorry i think i said aries so I'm not sure and wanting to just harmony at all cost peace at all cost and and then in Aries it's like bullies are there evil exists and and unless we challenge it then what and there's definitely a message in the north node in Aries with Chiron and Aries um about that the Chiron and Aries the individual not understanding that they have a voice and maybe some something about warring Chiron and Aries, a fear of standing up for yourself, a fear of that sort of personal power. Um, okay, this is long enough. So thank you for listening to this episode of the Astrology Oddcast. Um, I will do the subscriber episode now if you want to know more generalized horoscopes and things like that. And obviously it's a very di- different tone and more astrological, um, thoroughly astrological. And I'm sure, I don't know what's coming next, but I just feel that I wanted to talk about that and yeah just put it out there and this just felt like the most obvious way to do it 
Okay, thank you for listening to this episode of the Astrology Podcast. Um, and see you next time. <laughs>